guys. I'm Brittany. I'm Rhea. And this is the Be More Female podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> Happy uh, Women's History Month is what Brittany's trying to tell y'all. <laughs> yes, thanks for translating for me. I It's so funny because I am so hungry and I just want to shovel my food in my face, but I'm so excited to talk about yeah. freaking female, female today. Like, yeah. Um, but I have to really just control myself and hold off on stuffing my face um side note question for you i was thinking about this while i was making my um, lunch okay are you not related at all to being female but are you <laughs> when you when you cook right when you make yeah. things for yourself i don't think i'm not okay not to like at all toot my horn because i did not cook my lunch it's a salad i don't think that mixing ingredients together is cooking but yeah when you make food for yourself, do you, so I've, I've learned that I'm a very <laughs> specific type of person who cooks and to the point where I will never be allowed to like be a chef in a restaurant mm -hmm. because I eat while I'm cooking. Oh, you like, okay. Um, <laughs> is that your question? If I eat while I cook, do you are, and I think that, I don't know if he would agree with me when I say this, but he, my husband definitely like won't really eat anything like he won't eat the ingredients like he needs to like cook and then he wants to eat it um I lean more towards Dan <laughs> in this okay. subject but okay. I think well it depends because like if I'm cooking Filipino food that's a whole different like versus like I don't know uh, American food where I'm like I know what it's gonna taste like but Filipino food is like a lot of I don't have I don't have like two teaspoons of this and like you know like x amount of this or that like filipino food is kind of just like by uh, by sight right because <laughs> my mom it. yeah because my mom is like here's all the ingredients have fun i'm like fuck okay <laughs> so like in that instance when i'm cooking filipino food then i'm like eating while i go and now i understand why my mom's like i don't want to eat <laughs> like after she's done cooking because she does the same thing where she'll like taste and make sure it all is good and then after that she's like oh, well, i'm fucking full so i guess i'll eat later <laughs> uh I, I yeah I get okay so I yeah. get that and I am definitely a and maybe that's where it comes from I'm not <laughs> I don't like to follow recipes which is oh, so yeah. interesting because everything else in my life I need to have like a procedure for but I when yeah. I cook I don't like to I don't like that uh-huh no that's that's I get that like because depend again I think it's like because Filipino food like I don't have a recipe I just have ingredients yeah so like yeah but like I, I wanted to taste a certain way so that's why I like taste right. it yeah, yeah but yeah, I yeah. feel like maybe because I see cooking as more of a creative thing yeah I agree yeah so I just it's not like, stressful for me I mean this, not stressful doesn't, process. this doesn't excuse me this is me explaining why I like <laughs> taste everything while I'm eating but literally I'm also starving which didn't help but it's like I, lunch or kind of, it's 1 p.m everyone I while I was cooking I was just like anything that I was like cutting stuff up and shoving stuff in my face and just like I'm not <laughs> doing that because I'm taste testing I'm doing that because I want to eat it but I do that every time I cook like I I just have to be eating while I'm like the I, the act of eating and being around food mm -hmm. I have no willpower to stop myself from being like oh I can eat this and then yeah I'm just eating it that's fair no I, I feel um, that I feel that also so I was just curious if you if you were like there were more people like me I'm sure there are also if you're watching obviously I'm not at my place on my mom's and I'm downstairs and my sister and her boyfriend's cat 
is with me and i'm not a cat person i'm also just so awkward to watch you evasively maneuver yeah and also like not even that i'm allergic to cats so if i if i like you see me mute i like sneeze (laughs) i'm allergic to cats so but he's he's now chilling up here in the ledge i'm gonna get a counter ready so we're gonna get ready for how many times (laughs) or like mutes myself to like cough or something (laughs) um okay so back to what we actually wanted to talk about today what is your experience like so but we both identify as female right Mm -hmm. what has your experience thus far in like your life Mm -hmm. of being female been like um depends on your relationship with it's it's been i mean in general i think it's been complicated because i'm not like a girly girl and you know me growing up and you weren't that really you know all the time depends on the day yeah it depends on the day but for me it never it was like it was never not that day <laughs> yeah I, like i'm like if you if you wanted to label me like a tomboy like i just that's just how i like am comfortable being a female because like i don't being a female isn't like girl girl for me so like growing up though it confused everyone else <laughs> and that's what confused me growing up i was like i don't understand like what what the issue is if i don't want to like you know dress up like i'm just comfortable being a tomboy yeah. That doesn't mean I'm not female. So it's always been like a struggle. But like now I've accepted like it's more accepting now to be that way, which so is great. So that's the like that's your social aspect. That's of the being social female, aspect. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Professionally, I th- thankfully, in my career where I work, it, I thankfully haven't found that like dichotomy of being like a man or a woman in the workplace and that's just like thankfully where I work and I get that there are different instances outside so it's just like a privilege that I have during work so professionally I feel like just like a person even when I talk to clients I just feel like I'm just like a person and not like oh that's a woman advising me about accounting stuff so professionally I've, I've been it's been just like human <laughs> just like yeah. there um and then socially and then professionally and then I don't know just internally I'm just like yeah I'm a girl that's all I got you know like it is yeah it is (laughs) but I do know the struggle because then coupled with that is like my race Mm. and being a female and a person of color like Asian is like a whole different thing because it's like the stereotypes of being an Asian woman is annoying because it's like oh she's quiet submissive blah blah all this stuff but I'm just like why are we gonna be like that? <laughs> so it's it's, oh, it's, it's so, like so it's been obviously being a woman isn't like there are less privileges of being a woman yeah, overall. For sure. And then especially being a woman of color. Being female sucks. Oh, 100 percent yeah. But it's also the greatest thing in the world. I think I would in any life take being a female <laughs> than a male. Yeah, and I think that. At this specific point in time in the development of human civilization, <laughs> and and if you're not sure where we are in that, go back to a couple episodes where we talked about that. I think that at this particular time, we are in the best time to be female mm-hmm. under all of the umbrellas of female health like the best time that that humans have experienced so far in female health and female mentality and female being Mm -hmm. female in a social structure 
even in a professional structure it's like it's the best that it has been thus far yeah not saying it's like the best but like no but it's still relative to because there's still so many struggles yeah i agree and there are still so many structures that influence that amount that we struggle that are not Mm -hmm. centered on being female and Mm -hmm. and i can say this because like today and this weekend i've been very focused on tapping into like being female in however I feel female is for me and you're 100% Mm -hmm. right I have days where being female is being super bright colors and things that accentuate like the shape of my body and Mm -hmm. um I have those days and then I have days where being and I think honestly the days that I feel the best about being female are days that I just feel really planted and grounded in myself. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the outward looks like. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I just, like, have, like, I'm, like, on, like, a woman on a path, right? I had this mm-hmm. professor in college who I didn't understand what she meant when she used to tell us this. But the older I get, the more that I get it. And I share it with other women. She used to say, thinking back, the, fir- the first time I ever heard her say it was an- a peer of mine had come to her with an issue that she was having at her internship in a, in a school. Mm-hmm. And our professor just said, look, you just need to, you just need to plant your pelvis and do what you need to do. And I remember okay. hearing her and being like, what, what the, the fuck does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. What and I mean? then I started to like bring it into the way that I would like move physically mm-hmm. and like started bringing it into the whole anatomy concept. Because when you're female, if you're, if you're biologically female, your center of gravity is in your pelvis, right? We have wider pelvis yes. for, you know, having babies mm-hmm. to make space for that baby. But our, Mm -hmm. weight our gravitational pull is profoundly at our pelvis so I started to explore that like in our power being female comes from that area of our body I started playing with like what does it mean to plant my pelvis when I move when I dance and it made me feel really grounded and really like strong and capable and I remember one of the first times that I had like a young girl come to me and say like I don't know how to handle this situation and I remember saying like you just need to plant your pelvis like you need to be there you need to be like strong in the fact that you are there and you need to you need to acknowledge yourself and make other people around you acknowledge that you're there like that's what that means to plant your pelvis like be strong and rooted in that or at Mm -hmm. least for me that's what it meant yeah 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 and that's interesting when you're female right if you carry that weight there if you plant your pelvis it's like a freaking um anchor right like yeah. you're anchored you need to anchor down and you need to let other people see that you're there and like you need to hold your ground mm-hmm. and that I feel like is that is female to me like it's not about that is female empowerment to me too it's not about what your anchor looks like or what your anchor is shaped like it's not about any of those you know, outside influences or existential things or superficial things. It's about the fact that like, that you're fucking weighted, like you're there. 
mm-hmm. and making yourself known for being there. And we live in a time now where that's possible. And I now am a, as a person can do that in a way that I never was able to do as a younger female. And I can do it without giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I think sometimes makes me dangerous in the ways that women need to be dangerous these days, but also sometimes like dangerous in the fact that I stop giving a fuck. Right. <laughs> and I stop kind of paying attention to the fact that like when I plant my pelvis, like the ripple effect of me dropping myself, you know, mm-hmm, with them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just because it's the whole <clears throat> um women are more empowered nowadays so men are still trying to figure what that means for themselves and they get kind yeah. of territory I mean, like whatever. other women are still trying to figure out what that means and that too. right yeah, and no, how do yeah. how do women all how do all women in a space ha- have the ability to plant their pelvis separately and also together together you know and that was the biggest thing that I didn't know how to you growing up I I didn't know what being female meant for myself I didn't know uh-huh. I didn't know what it what it looked like for me I didn't know yeah mm-hmm. and there are some days where there are some days where being female for me I could wear this like I feel very female today and I'm wearing a sweatshirt and sweatpants and like a hoodie yeah. and like I I'm it's just being really tapped into that that sense of self and that, like with, I mean that's also like it's hard to be like why do you identify as female it's the same thing like if you ask any non-straight person it's like why do you identify as xyz and it's just like that's just who I am you yes know? And I feel like the world has, so I had this really interesting experience yesterday Okay. where like super in my female power, like Mm -hmm. felt really good in what I was wearing, felt really good on the inside. And I, Dan and I went to the movies yesterday and I was walking to the bathroom and there were a lot of like these like younger boys just like in the hallway the as I'm walking That's to the, the bathroom. worst demographic and I immediately felt myself get anxious and I immediately felt myself get unsafe because of the, the boys yeah uh-huh. and like in my head started and I don't I don't know if any other women experience this and maybe like I'm sure that they do, but I'm just going to say this because it's something that I experienced and maybe listener, like you can relate to it. I play out scenarios of like action scenes in my head on how I would defend myself if something happened. Oh yeah. That's just normal. I guess female. I wouldn't say normal. Cause I feel like I do it too. Yeah. Like to the point of and like, every other... I would grab onto this part of the bathroom stall and kick like, like, the, like yeah. to the, the, you know, you plan it out. And I, I think that I can relate to being female primarily because when I am at my, throughout my entire life, when I've been in my place of feeling that sense of being most connected to my female self, there is always a force that's male in some way, shape or form that's there to remind me that I can't always fully be in that power. 
oh yeah because you're there's always that um does that make sense yeah no it does because there's always that like inkling in the back of your brain that like you can be you yourself but watch it right depending on the environment obviously guys it's not like every environment but for the most part yeah or there's there's always something that there's a unique sense of challenging yeah there's a unique sense of things just like i mean there's a unique sense of bound i don't i I hate using the word boundaries because i feel like we need to use boundaries as more of a positive word Mm -hmm. um oh for sure yeah but Uh, there's this unique sense of i'll say this there's this unique sense of barrier and things that challenge you when you're female just like there's a unique sense of a barrier of things that challenge you when you are a person of color and when you experience those things it's almost kind of like you don't choose you don't choose to be female you just are female but when you spend enough of your life going through the patterns of facing the same challenges and barriers you be you are seen as female i'm trying to process that yeah right like i don't i didn't i didn't walk down that hallway thinking like yeah i'm female right I walked down that hallway feeling very in a sense of like empowered and of myself and then was very, very much reminded of the fact that I am female. And there are a lot of instances. Yeah. Yeah. I get you because, and it's hard to describe too, if you've never felt it Um, because it's a unique situation where it's like, it's just also like we have a lot of anxiety in ourselves too, that maybe some female, like women just don't, yeah, just don't understand, oh, even so though, like, jealous. That's yeah, cute. I know, I get it. But I also feel like even if they aren't as anxious as us, like, they know the struggle of being that feeling. a woman. And I feel it, unless, and I don't just feel it in, like, those super moments. Right. I don't just feel it in those moments on days that, like, I'm feeling myself. I feel it yeah. and get reminded of it all the time of, like, when we go into health situations, like there are certain additional things that you have to look at for women's health, right? Having to go to a gynecologist is a uniquely yeah. female experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get reminded of those things. You are, you are reminded of your, your femaleness. I'm not going to say femininity because I feel like that's not the same. Those things don't yeah, mean the same the thing. Same. You're reminded of the fact that you're female when you have to go to a gynecologist. You're reminded of the fact that you're female when you're sitting in a room in a professional setting with a bunch of men and you start to get disregarded. You're Mm -hmm. reminded that you're female then. And now I'm at a moment and these are experience, like that's, those are experiences that I have. I had an experience not that long ago where I was talking to like two other men and we're all supposed to be at like the same level. And all of a sudden I was just completely excluded from the conversation and was like, all right, fuck this. And was like, I'm out. Like I'm not doing this. And that happens more than not. Yeah, that, you know, unfortunately. So I think that I am now just at a point in my life and guys like <laughs> I wish like 16-year-old me could hear me say this. <laughs> Approaching 30 is the time in my life where I've I can see those barriers and I know that those barriers are there. But now I can choose when I don't want to deal with them. And I can Mm. choose the way to overcome them in a way that I couldn't before. And now I am choosing to be female instead of female being imposed on me. I see. Yeah, like, 
it's truly just empowerment you feel empowered right. and that's, regardless and that's the difference yeah regardless of like if you're a man that you're that you're talking to or interacting to like it doesn't matter like i don't i don't give yeah. a shit yeah and you want to know the funniest thing is i i think that the times when you know, we spend so much of our adolescence trying to figure out and be whatever female is supposed to be or whatever we're yeah, supposed 100%. to be for other people. Oh my God. Yeah. And the days that I'm not trying. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I went to, um, I had to do a work thing uh, with a bunch of people. Then we ended up at a Panera and I'm like, not I'm like this, like, I'm not there for anybody else for the fact that I have to sit and have a conversation and write on my computer for three hours. Yeah. And like, I had, like, I got hit on in that, like in that day. And it was funny because one of my colleagues was sitting next to me and he was like, he, I like was very thrown off and he would just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And, <laughs> and like the whole situation ended and I'm looking at him and I'm like, I don't know what just happened. Like what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> like what just happened? Like, like this, person literally, yeah. this person literally like approached all of us at the table and like in a super confident way, like kudos to them. But I was just so thrown aback by it. And my colleagues started talking about the situation. Cause I was like, I'm done with this. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. Shut down. Yeah. Anymore. I don't want to deal with and, this. And one of my colleagues had said to the other, like, what, what did she do that you think made that person come over here? Hmm. And I was, I was like, not, not engaged. And he, and he, we've been friends for a while. And he was like, she, there's a certain type of like presence that she has in herself that other people pick up on. Like there's a certain type of swag that she has that people pick up on. And we were talking about it on the drive home. And I was like, that's not like, <laughs> that's not that's just that's not me yeah no, no that yeah. is me like that it's funny because the the stuff that we used to try to so emulate. hard to do or yeah. be thinking yeah. that that's what makes us attractive and then me just being like mm-hmm. like fuck it like we're just gonna I'm just gonna we're just gonna be in the moment I'm gonna be a person and whatever and not try in any way shape or form and just be genuine is the stuff that other people are attracted to and even though it was really fucking embarrassing in the moment, it was a, it was a realization for me to go. This is a reminder that the only thing that you need to try to do is be yourself. hundred percent. You can't, you can't, whatever fad or trend or, you know, stereotype, like, I don't think you have to feed into it because that's all fake bullshit until you find yourself. But the struggle is finding yourself. And it doesn't matter and this is the big, and this is a true across any human being, but mm-hmm. for females the most, because we have the most things try to influence what and who we are all the time. 100%, yeah. Um, you can, <laughs> you can look however you want to look and try to be whoever you want to try to be. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't care how pretty the icing is on the cake if the icing like the cake is fucking made out of garbage like no one's gonna want to eat it taste garbage yeah yeah and that's i think what has made this time of being female so beautiful because we that female empowerment for the sake of just fucking being yourself and developing that and understanding who you are and what you want and what you need is so palpable and like um 
literally like you can feel it in the air mm-hmm. and it's to the point of where it's scaring the shit out of people that don't want that is so good and so wonderful. Yeah, because there's more opportunities, I think, for us to be to finally be whoever we want to be. Right. And however you want being female doesn't just it's not that 1950s mold anymore. It's so many other things. And as much as being female sucks and as much as it's a struggle to have to deal with all those other barriers that are still trying to limit us, I am so happy to be female. I think, thankfully, we're alive in this point in time, which I think you alluded to in the beginning because it's like so much... Again, it's I'm not saying it's like the easiest thing, but just talking to like the generations above us, it's so different already. And it's only been, you know, a few decades. You it's know? definitely easier, mm-hmm. right? It's not easiest, but it's easier. Um, so I want to talk about the not so easy stuff. Oh, like there's, there's a, a bunch. Perfect, <laughs> there's yeah. a perfect moment for us to start to segue. Yeah. So one of the things that had come across it is like Women's History Month, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that had cro- come across my eyes through all the fun stuff that's, I gave myself hiccups trying to eat so fast. Um, <laughs> that's come across my my view um, mm-hmm. this month so far is I, I want to talk about something that is unfortunately still really prevalent and real really at risk for us even in our society now. Um, but I want to talk about the very first abortion conference that happened in the United States. Oh, okay. I have no idea about this. Go okay, ahead. Okay. So, so I did a little bit of reading and investigating on it, but the, I, one of the, when I reached out to Maria about wanting to have this episode, I wanted to talk about, we are where we are today because there have been so many women who've come before us who've made it possible. Right. Yes. And I wanted to talk about some of those women and talk about some of the women that have influenced like both of us on a personal level. Um, so this woman, her name is Dr. Mary Calderon, mm-hmm. and she, back in 1955, was the medical director of Planned Parenthood. Cool. And she organized the first ever national conference on abortion in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But it was in 1955. Right. The whole different world back then. So back in that time, it wasn't legal. Yes. For yeah. women to get abortions. Right, right. So this conference was held like in secret in 1955 in New York. Got it. Okay. And she essentially, that's our air fryer going off. Do you hear it? Um, I heard a beep. If you didn't, if you just left it, I would be like, oh, okay. There was a beep somewhere. <laughs> um, so she invited all of these people that were, so back in the time, Back mm-hmm. during that time, you couldn't be a doctor who did abortions, right? Like you weren't allowed to do that. Would you get your so, medical license revoked? I would assume if they found out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there, one of the people that she had come and be like a keynote speaker at this conference was a doctor who that had happened to, and oh. um, was like all of this terrible. And the the sad part of this is that like by um, like within like a couple of years of all of this happening a lot of reform started to happen so this person like was had their medical license revoked and got all of the shame for doing 
doing something yeah. that was like accepted a couple of years later, which is sad. Um, but she gathered all these people together and you weren't, you couldn't be a medical practicing doctor and do abortions. You were, they were literally called abortionists. Oh, okay. Okay. And you would go to them illegally to get an abortion. Okay, great. But they were supposed to be like the medical equivalent of going to a doctor. And right, a lot of them right. like were doctors who just didn't practice medicine anymore and just wanted to do abortions. So she gathered all these people together to have the secret conference to talk about practices and to talk about, you know, Safe being able practices to practices and stuff. Yeah. Right. To be able to advance yeah. the practice of abortions in a country and a nation where the country just didn't give a shit about what was happening to women. Uh huh. And I thought that it, I I mean, it was revolutionary. I just thought that it was an amazing thing to happen. And this woman was like, well, screw it. We're just going to do it in secret because back in that time, um, you could get arrested for just talking about it. And I mean, some can say that today truth echoing exactly and that's why i want another reason why i wanted to bring it up and um like some of the documentation on this conference says that one of the factors leading to the conference even like her even wanting to have it was there was an increased there were increased news accounts of thousands of illegal abortions that were happening in america and the devastating consequence of them happening illegally there's there's Um, a lot of consequence of that the thing that made me physically sick and i know we've it's become a we people I've heard people joke about it but to hear actual documented stories have happened of women getting so desperate that they're using metal hangers oh my god yeah that just the thought of it like my uterus hurts like I said that in my uterus hurts yeah because it's just like such a oh my god (laughs) anyone that has a vagina (laughs) literally like just imagining that like forget tampons imagining right that and then it's it just such like a it doesn't know, visceral reaction as a person yeah and it would. doesn't like stop at your vagina like it goes no into it goes your, your cervix and into your uterus oh. and i god and like and the, the i think the worst part about this is so i've had an iud inserted and removed before yes and it's not a fun experience I'm sure because nothing I mean even going to the gynecologist sometimes I'm like this isn't it's not fun. A fun experience like right. this ain't so this imagine ain't something metal and something you're not in a setting where you know it's not a medical God. setting it's I'm not you're not a working with a reaction medical, to this like it is you are risking your life because in ways and the, it's it, there's just no there's just no thought or concern with the wellness of a woman and the way that everything got spun. And it's so annoying because while I was Mm -hmm. reading over some stuff, the way that it was spun yeah, and the way that anti-abortion laws and propaganda is spun is done so well to make you sympathize for the life is done so well to make you sympathize for the unborn child's life. And Mm -hmm. that's all fine and dandy. But it completely disregards the life of the woman. Yeah, and, and like the the like infamous infamous thing is like, oh, what if you kill the child that cures cancer? I'm like, what if there's already a kid that can cure cancer alive? 
or like what if the woman that you're that you aren't allowing this abortion could have right like right there like, are same so thing. many like you can take... ends and butts yeah but like i don't think any of that sh- i mean it's the it's it was the marketing and it's, it. that's exactly and it's yeah. all like um possibilities it's all consequential it's all yeah conjecture it's, it's just like nothing right. out of like it's not, it's not objective. anything tangible and yeah so it just it baffled me that that in back you know in 1955 people were starting to have these conversations and this woman stood up and was i mean planned parenthood has been infamous and like for all the ways that it's wonderful it it has an infamous history in this country because it's been in support of women Mm -hmm. and educating women and giving them resources and things that are necessary in this country in any country honestly yeah so i was just very i i thought that that story was awesome i think it's i mean kudos to Planned Parenthood and their history I think what they do day in day out is just like God's work honestly if there's a God the amount of fighting that they've had to do to do the work that they do is also even to this day it's crazy because like they try and get defunded day in day out and that's the fight that they fight every day just to keep us all safe as well including including trans women because like even like the the topic of like transgendered women or just transgendered individuals, like their struggles as transitioning to like being a woman, or not even trans. I guess just being a woman. Fight like I can't is like a whole different struggle that fathom. I'm not well versed in. Obviously, I can't. Fa- like thank God that we've grown into our female parts. I can't imagine having to just deal with having female parts one day like I don't know what I would you know like, yeah. they come with so much <laughs> but also maintenance I mean, work I guess requirement like they come with so much yeah but also I mean there are trans women that don't transition over fully right right right, right. so like even even that I think is you, still hard because you're it's like, opening yourself up to all of the things that it's you're outright creating an invitation for right like we said before it's one thing for you to feel feel female but it's one thing for the way that society tells you that you're female and if you're the right or wrong kind of female um like you're opening right you're opening yourself up you're opening yourself up to that 100 percent. and that along with having to deal with the internal struggle at the same time that is a whole fucking lot (laughs) yeah and i i mean kudos to the transgendered community because like uh, it is thankfully easier I again not the easiest but I saw online a transgendered person um post on TikTok and they're like older they have like white hair like that they're old and Love someone that. and then someone in the comments was like that's crazy I've never seen any transgendered person live this long to have like gray hair and like to think about it in that way it's like oh shit like I like the world now is good it's not great but at right, least we're but getting the, somewhere at least we're making space for right. people to actually be themselves yeah and to live a long life without you know tragedies happening there are so i so, so was doing some stuff of looking at where where 
you know, our next place of moving to is mm. our next residence is. And yeah. I was like, I need to have something on in the background that, cause it's stressful. It's so stressful. And I was like, I need to have something on in the background that's just going to be entertaining and lift my spirits. But like, I don't have to fully pay attention to what's going on. So I put on RuPaul's Drag Race. Which and season? And the <laughs> the ninth one? one. Yeah. Oh, the ninth one. The ninth okay, one. Cool. And I, I love what they've done with the show in that they bring in a lot of like one of the episodes they were talking about, like the Florida shootings Mm -hmm. and they talked through one of the cast members, um, Mm -hmm. like liver cancer. And then they had Lady Gaga come on that first episode. And like one Mm -hmm. of the, one of the, one of them talked about their real struggles with dealing with themselves and wanting to take their life. And which is not all like, positive stuff yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah right that's not the reason why I was watching it because everything else that they do like the creativity is just oh my gosh it's just yeah, ridiculous. I'm obsessed um but we're at a place now where that can you know they're talking about these things that are real right from the point of where we're not just looking at them as really pretty women right mm-hmm. we're talking about them as humans now when the things that happen behind being a pretty woman and I have so much goddamn respect for for anyone who is not born female who takes on wanting to deal with any type of social influence of being female whether you're trans whether you're non-binary right you're non-binary like or and like drag is drag is literally taking on all of the worst parts of being female and allowing people to judge you for it it's right like you're taking on and i think it's about what we talked about before of like that feeling female and feeling proud of being yourself. Um, but you, you are, you're opening yourself up to scrutiny that like women experience. And it's, it's a beautifully complicated thing. Yeah. I literally wanted to talk about drag today too. So I'm happy that you started talking about um, <laughs> uh, uh, drag or just transgendered. Yeah. yeah. Because the, there are a few, contestants not all of them are transgendered but there is a very famous one now on the current season she's transgendered um female her name's sasha colby she's been around for like uh she's like dubbed like your favorite drag queen's favorite drag queen like she's been around and like she's transgendered she's a she's a female she identifies as female and like the like the the stuff that they say on tv and just like the stuff that they post on social media just be like hey we're here is like so empowering because it's just like representation matters one of those like things right but also like the fact that they're living their best life granted not the best not their lives aren't like you know they're still full of like you know commentary from always everyone's is now society Um, but at least like they're they're there they're around and they're living you know because then also that community is getting getting absolutely just like berated right now unfortunately by like the government and i was um i was watching um a docuseries about the mind on netflix and Mm -hmm. um and one of the ones that was explaining the adolescent brain they had like a 14 year old drag queen Mm. and he was speaking a lot about like what it what it meant for him to be able to do that and what it meant to to be dressed and to be able to walk in pride and Mm -hmm. the amount of responsibility that he's aware that he's taken on by Mm -hmm. doing this and 
I yeah, I I just can't. I f- I feel burdened by being female. I can't imagine stepping into the role of being female. And like, and that not being like you're not already female. Like I can't imagine. Like, and I have so much respect for that. I I it it is a privilege for me to to identify with the biological yeah right parts of my body that I was born with um and I have a hell of a, a lot of respect for all of the people who are just trying to be themselves regardless of what body parts there came attached to them yeah no I agree and it, I, it's, it's a hard world out there to begin it with. is and I and this is where um so I I've been reflecting a lot on how freaking happy I am that we have so many powerhouse female icons in the world right now Mm -hmm. like who aside from all the ones so I was going to go down like a little path of like the history of all these women but the truth of the matter is that you can do that research on your own (laughs) like listener like you can find out (laughs) who those people are on your own um, and figure out who inspires you in in your history but it's really interesting to look back and look through like our childhoods and be like who are the women that stood out to us so like are there any what females inspired or stood out to you growing up? Oh, Putting God. on the spot a little. Yeah, I mean, hmm, and it's funny because like all I can think of right now, I'm a big basketball fan, mm-hmm. like those WNBA players that like I like used to love or like used to play professionally, and now they're all retired, but like. Because uh, sports has always been my thing. It's always been, like, I, something that I identify with is, like, oh, like, I love sports. And, like, that's how I used to just bond with, like, my dad. And, like, you know, okay. we used to do all that stuff. And then women's basketball, like, it started in the 90s. Like, yeah. I was alive before they even started a professional league. Like, and, like, the fact that, like, those people could go play professionally and, like, make money off of this and, like, talk about basketball and like be female and like not have it be a like a blip in their being I thought was pretty cool yeah that's awesome yeah I can't I honestly can't even think of anyone else but I'm sure like there are a bunch that I just cannot remember one of the biggest things that I've really started to acknowledge is that we grew growing up in the 90s we had so many options of women that we could look up to like women that were in the public figure like in the public spotlight that were public figures that we got to choose right who mm-hmm. we were going to look up to which is different than so many generations before us because a lot of, especially because a lot of the women that we celebrate now from history were never people that were ever publicly celebrated during their lifetime like jane austen is a perfect example of that um like a lot of girls still love her but like but now though there's like beyonce you know, right, there's like, right. like, you know what I mean? Like we grew and I was writing yeah. them down. Like, um, so as terrible as pop culture is for our society, having women like Madonna and Oprah, like growing up with those women be a part of the fabric of our society already led us to getting like the pinks and the Miley Cyruses and the Taylor Swifts and the Beyonce's and the Selena Gomez's and Mm -hmm. that we have now. And specifically what's I think super pivotal about it too, is that 
the ones that are closer to our age, like Miley Cyrus, like Selena Gomez, mm-hmm. like Taylor Swift, have grown up and very been very vocal about their struggle. Yeah, which being female in our society and just be like, I've been which on like sometimes... a Miley Cyrus kick, kick, like, kick mm. lately and like a pink kick lately because they're all they're all, they or two people that stand out to me that are like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm female and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this. Um, having that is magic. Oh, yeah. And like they got so much shit. Yeah. And even not even from like men, but from women. Right. Like I remember I, I used to like being that band, bandwagon of like, oh, like I don't listen to Taylor Swift. Why, why would I listen to her like talk about her exes? But also it's just like that's the women on women hate. That the the patriarchy wants us to right, perpetuate. and we don't even realize, that and we don't even realize that we're doing that's it. That's how I used to feel about Miley Cyrus. Right, like and yeah, there was always that point in those those women's careers that happened because we were pit against each other, yeah. and we didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like that's the sad part. Because the, do you remember the movie? Um, oh my God, Josie and the Pussycats. Do you remember that movie? Yes, but I didn't see it. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obsessed with that movie when we were younger. Yeah, and this is gonna be a um, spoiler alert. But in that movie, <laughs> if you haven't seen it from <laughs> if you haven't if you haven't seen it, well, it like the early nineties, you haven't yeah. seen Josie the Pookie Cats, you guys. I'm sorry, um, you're lost. The the entire premise of the movie was about them becoming pop stars, and everything just falling to shit because they were getting pinned against one another and not realizing that while their music was coming out there was like a subliminal message playing under their music that was telling people like all of these things to do yeah and then like when Josie figures out what's going on she has to figure out how to break herself and her like her friends out of that situation and what to do with it Mm -hmm. and it was such a far out concept then but we live in that world for sure and you don't you really truly even to this day I have moments like you don't realize that you've been programmed to see other women as a threat or to see to need to see a comparison between you and other women and it's almost become worse now in the fact that we have right and I mean it's a perfect example of seeing the fact that it's a problem having more female women in the spotlight means that now we just start comparing all these women to each other and that's heightened that and that's the thing we need to target next yeah. and it's it's really hard to target when you have so many other factors but we're in a we're in an age right now where people are just starting to want to make more space for women and we're starting to accept the fact that there there is enough space for all women but we're still being like, okay, well now you're in the space and look at the other women that are in the space with you and we're going to compare them. And that's, that's where that's we... the next thing we have to address. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's literally... why being female is hard. <laughs> yeah, no, that's literally where shit doesn't progress. Cause then it's like, now we're fighting against each other, but for what? Right. Why are we not right. like just winning all together? Also, while you were talking about Josie and the Pussycats, I just remember the Spice Girls was also a big role model for me growing up. Same. <laughs> I same. love them, the Spice Girls. Uh, and that's why you love yeah. them, right? Like, yeah. if you think about, there was something, that's why we, like, that's why everybody loved 
um, like Destiny's Child. There's something mm-hmm. there. There's something beautiful and something harmonious that we want, especially if you're a female, that you want in seeing women working together. Yeah. But there are so many factors at play that want to keep, you know, an arm's length between how close women can get together. Yeah. And it's it's the sad part, unfortunately. But I think and, yeah, we're not there. We're not there quite yet. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know how the Gen Z women feel like if they feel that same you know like if they were if they were programmed or if they're out of that programming from the society but i also feel like i I have no idea i don't know that's too far removed (laughs) i will tell you this i still see here's what i see i see a lot of mothers who we're raised in the time when there was a lot of women Mm -hmm. who were starting to come into the light, but the women who were accepted looked or behaved a certain way. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I see a lot of that getting pushed on young girls right now Mm. because their mothers are dealing or have dealt with it. Right, and that's how they view the world. So they're going to tell the kids, like, this is how it is to be a And there's a lot of... (coughs) Because their generation isn't necessarily pushing that, but they're dealing with the influence of other generations that are already programming their heads and they're living in a different reality. There's a lot of anxiety and insecurity in that, in being Mm. raised for something, but then living in something that's not that. Something different, yeah. And trying to navigate it Mm -hmm. so i i don't i think we have the potential for we're getting closer to that being the reality yeah but i don't know if we're there yet i don't think we're there yet because the women that are raising and this isn't all of them right this isn't to say it's all of them there are a lot of women that i a lot of young women that i see that are not being raised by women like this that are being raised by women who've had who have conversations like you and I are having right now mm-hmm. but there are still too many strong forces of women who were programmed to have insecurity that are programming that insecurity into their next generation and I don't think we'll ever be at a point where we don't have it anymore because our system has to change in order for that to not be a thing right we're getting closer and the only thing that I don't... may yeah that may stop us is because they everyone puts us against each other like the patriarchy right. like right it's one step forward, three steps back when you like you take a step to the line and then you feel like you have to chase somebody else to get to the right because the next point. again, <clears throat> if you're in power, you don't want to diminish that power. The patriarchy doesn't want to right bend. The- That's the thing. And it's like, okay, if they don't want to bend, then we all have to kumbaya, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> Come right. together. And, and that's hard enough depending the on the privileges when you i've been in a lot of situations where you when all the women tow the same line whatever the yeah. powers that be are will find a really good way to manipulate you into mm-hmm. either feeling like you can go further and other people can't or other people can go further and you can't so and then you start to go through the whole fluctuating Emotion. emotional bullshit of it Mm-hmm. so here's what i hope for you this month female <laughs> listeners yeah. 
<laughs> because apparently we have a lot more female listeners than male listeners, which doesn't surprise me at all. I really hope that you take time at some point this month to tap into and help develop whatever that sense of female empowerment is for you Mm -hmm. and find a way to nurture it because we, we need more of us to, I don't want to say armor up, but like, because armoring up is a different emotional thing that we don't need to do. That's what we need to stop (laughs) doing. Like we need enough of us to be comfortable with the opposite of that is being like naked, right? Like we need enough of us to be comfortable enough with that nakedness of our true selves of what it means to be female, to be able to all show up and sit down at the table and just like have a conversation. And like, not again, it's really just like not armored, just view everyone as just like, we're all here for the same like common ground basically yeah. like we're all here to be to have a place at the table and no women one's taking have... no one's taking anything from anyone right and that's when it gets have a much better ability to do that mm-hmm. because of the emotional makeup of our brains we are better suited to be capable of doing that yes but also the way society has brainwashed some of us that's a different story and that's that's the thing you have to start pulling out it's like the freaking matrix right you have to start pulling out all those plugs that have you living in a world that's not your actual reality and start honing in on what your true is (laughs) and the director of the matrix or the directors i think are trans women i didn't fucking know that yeah it's an allegory for trans rights we'll look that up Happy Women's yes. History Month. <laughs> I have to rewatch it. I have to rewatch it. Yeah. Happy Women's History Month, friends. I'm going to end on that tidbit. Touche. So, um, is that it? You're done? Uh-huh. She's waving. Bye, guys. <laughs>